Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I am your host, Tim Genovese, Director at Oz Marketing, and sadly, still a sales noob after all these episodes. But you are the sales noob. The sales noob. I'll take it. I will take that article, and I will run to the bank with it. Uh, With me, as always, we have Operations Director at the Young Automotive Group, Oliver Young, and Corporate Trainer at the Center of Excellence, Brad Taylor. And we have a very special guest with us today, Travis Holt. He is the GM at Young Ford of Ogden. And Travis, tell us a little bit about your history and kind of tell us about your sales background and just who you are as a human being. Cool. Yeah. So I uh, I started with the group uh, just over eight years ago. Um, I was going through school trying to figure out what I wanted to do with my life. And as I was uh, trying to figure out what I wanted to do, I, I had sold cars previously and swore I'd never do it again. But I I knew I needed to make some quick money, so I, I was looking for jobs in, in sales, in car sales in particular, and saw that there was uh, an opening at Young Buick GMC. Came down, interviewed at uh, Young Buick GMC with Mr. Ryan Albert, who didn't hire me. I didn't know that. <laughs> I didn't know you were at Buick GMC first. I, I interviewed pretty poorly, uh, <laughs> which I, I don't blame him for, for not hiring me. But you'll never let him... Let it live it down. Never did Albert hire you. Never ever missing a diamond in the rough. (laughs) (laughs) So I learned from that interview and went and interviewed over at Chev with uh, Brad Taylor. Hello. And that gentleman hired me. He saw through my bullcrap and and decided to hire me. I sold with Chev for uh, a little over two years. Got um, your Chevy tattoo. I had my Chevy tattoo my whole life. My my little sister's <laughs> named Camaro. Oh, so yeah. I'm, I'm brainwashed Chevy. Yeah. yeah. Brainwashed amazing. Chevy for sure. And yeah, that, that was my big thing there is because I, I knew the product really well. It was really easy to, to talk about the product. Um, I learned a lot from a lot of different guys uh, throughout that process at Chev. Moved on to become a team leader there and then finance manager. And then I got a text message from Oliver. He said, hey, come come meet with me. Talked with Brad about it. And Brad didn't let me know anything that was going on. But I knew something was going on. Something was afoot. And uh, I got a, a great opportunity to move over to our Kia store um, as used car manager. I was a used car manager for a little over a year there. And then the GSM there. For two years, so I spent three years at Chev, three years at Kia, and then when we bought uh, the Ford store in Ogden, they moved me up there uh, for for really what everything else had set me up for. It went from a bow tie to a blue oval. And you know what? Cool. I love I love the blue oval. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, yeah. I'm drinking the Kool-Aid for sure. Drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> is and your any, Ford, any Ford tat- tattoos yet? Yeah, I was oh, going to yeah. say, Ford tattoo, is it over the Chevy one or side by <laughs> it side? It is over the Chevy <laughs> oh, one. Wow. And my sister Camaro, just she hates it. <laughs> and she tells me all the time how much she, uh, she hates that we've got my garage is full of Fords and... Uh, so yeah, so I started out over there, worked on the desk work with some great guys. Curtis came over there, taught me a lot about leadership and how to be a good GM. And then as of January 1st, I took over as, uh, as GM. Yeah, so that's, that's incredible. So you've touched every, every step of the, of the sales process, right? You've, you've kind of filled every role in the sales, uh, sales world, yeah. uh, at, at the group. That's fantastic. That's going to bring us a lot of really great insight. And I'm really excited to dig into that with you. Uh, Oliver, how are you? I'm doing well. You're doing well? I'm doing That's well. That's fantastic. Tim. What am I doing here? Starting off some rapport building. <laughs> now, hey. Good segue, Tim. That was <laughs> really good. You don't know. Do not, do, do not patronize me. That was a horrible segue. He's no, he, 
Did he graduate past sales noob? I think I, I think know. so. That was pretty oh, close. Okay. Oh, fantastic. Look at that. I'll take it. How are you I'll doing, Oliver? <laughs> <laughs> then he just stared into my eyes. Yeah, I know you can't see it, but he was well, staring into well, my eyes. Well, if you didn't get that, what we're talking about today is rapport, and I'm going to let Oliver uh, take it from here. Yeah, I, uh, the, one of the topics that I think is really, really crucial in sales is rapport building. Um, rapport building. Now, first, Brad, why do we do rapport building? Why, you know... Why is that such an important step in the process? Uh, it's important to establish a relationship with your customer. Get to know them, have them get to know you. Uh, you can't progress and move forward until you have an understanding of who each other are and what you're trying to accomplish. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, really. And when I think about it, just, just what you were saying, Rad, is often our customers don't see us as people. They see us as scary objects or somebody who wants to go and sell something. Yeah, right? the salesman. So they don't see you as uh, they don't see us as people, and we are people, right? We're just like them. We we have kids. We've got houses. We've got mortgages. We've got people all the same problems, yeah. right? And we have all the same passions, all the same drive, all the same. And so, rapport is the opportunity to connect and say, hey, I'm a person just like you, right? Now, in sales, report, this is a common thing that everybody talks about is build report, build report, build report, build report. However, often we do a poor job at it. Why would you say that? So uh, the reason why I'd say that is because we attempt to do one of the two. We attempt to either interrogate or tell the customer why we are amazing. What, what exactly do you mean by interrogation? Asking, asking question after question after question after question, just trying to figure out something about the customer that I could build a relationship with, but not actually building the relationship. You're just asking questions. You're just giving them the third degree. Yeah. You, well, what do you mean by third degree? Just You're literally interrogating. The third degree is just oh. literally an interrogation. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I'm just going to, right? So, so, um, like if, right, so Travis is here. If I just said, Hey, Travis, uh, um, I know you're buying the truck. What are you going to use it for? Uh, to drive back and forth to work. Oh, where do you work? Young Fort Ogden. Oh, Young Fort Ogden. Now, what do you do there? I'm the GM. Oh, GM. How long have you been a, a GM there? Two, three months. Three months. Oh, wow. So pretty new there. Now, uh, how, do you like it? Yeah. How many employees do you have? Around 100. Okay. Right now, do you got, it gets it uncomfortable. It gets real yeah, uncomfortable. It's, right? it's awkward yeah. in here. It's Does awkward. Does that happen? All the time. I, honestly, so when I was talking about my time at Chev, this was one of the biggest things I struggled with. I knew everything about the product, and to know everything about the product's great, but I didn't know why I was selling it to somebody. They didn't know about me. Their perception of car people is we're a bunch of sleazy dudes, right? And that, that's, just, that are, that's just the cr the whatever they put in their head, right? right? That's what, what is portrayed in media, all sorts of things. So, But that's one of the easiest things to overcome because if that's the perception, that's not who we are. Yep, absolutely. But if we're not building that relationship with somebody, it doesn't put us there. Well, and if I'm sitting there on the other side of that, intense line of questioning, A, yeah, I'm getting uncomfortable, but B, I'm kind of starting to feel like my time is being wasted, Absolutely. right? I, I know I'm going to be at the dealership for, for quite a while, right? Mm -hmm. I know that I'm going to be here doing paperwork. I know I'm going to be here working out a deal. I know I'm going to be here for a while. And this is just, at this point, it feels like it's just wasting my time. Yep. And so when you so when you go into that interrogation, it absolutely feels that way. It feels awkward. It, you're like, it feels like they're wasting your time. But 
as a salesperson, we've been taught, ask questions, ask, get to know them. Well, just interrogating is not building rapport. It's just finding out a bunch about somebody and making it super awkward. Now, there's the opposite of that, which is just telling how amazing you are as a person to the person. Have you ever seen this, Brad? Oh, yeah. I've, I've seen it. You, you get this guy that he loves to talk about himself, and he will find somebody that is willing to listen. Yeah. So a good example of that would be like, hey, so Brad, well, you're buying that truck over there, right? Yeah. Oh, awesome. Did you know I have that exact same truck? I had no idea. I love to take it to the mountains. It's absolutely amazing. It's got incredible horsepower. And I go fishing a ton up in the Uintas. Do you know where the Uintas are? Oh uh, yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah, I kind of go up in the backwoods up there to make sure I catch a lot of trout. And I, that truck will get me there, right? Have you ever seen that? Yeah. It's it's somebody who cares more about themselves than the actual customer standing there. And how does that make the customer feel? Uh, awkward. Same. The same awkwardness. Unimportant. Well, yeah, it makes yeah exactly. It makes them feel like they're they're not in this conversation at all. Absolutely. So. The key is to find that middle ground, right? Where is that middle ground? And and Brad, where do you where do you find that middle ground? Well, a lot of times what you have to do is you try you have to find a way to put yourself in a similar situation. So, using your example where hey, Oliver, you're looking to buy a truck, correct? Yeah. Oh, awesome. I also have a truck. What are you going to be using your truck for? Uh, you know, just drive back and forth from work. So, okay. use that one, Travis. Perfect. Great news. I also have a job. Right. And I know those are simple uh, examples, but we have to humanize ourselves to our customer so we can have that conversation. Yep. The way I like to put it is finding a way to put yourself in their life, right? So that the customer can picture yourself in their life. So uh, let's go back to the example of, of the Uinta fishing, right? Mm -hmm. And now again, as a customer, I overshared. I was, or sorry, as a salesperson, I overshared. I was telling you everything about me, right? But hey, Brad, uh, you're buying this truck, right? Yeah. Now, uh, where do you like to take the truck? Uh, I, I like to try to go camping, do a little bit of fishing. Oh, awesome. I do fishing too. Where do you fish at? Uh, I like to go up to Hidden Lake up in the Uintas. Oh, you go yeah. up in the Uintas? Yeah. I go up in the Uintas. That's awesome. I don't do a lot of fishing on, on Hidden Lake. I would love to get up there. What does it look like? Uh, it's it's beautiful. It's very serene. Not a lot of people up there. That's one of the things I like about it. So Peace now, and quiet. Now that we've had that conversation, what does the customer understand about me? We're similar. We're similar, right? He's seeing, hey, that the, the person that's selling me is a person just like me, right? And when we meet people like us, we go, I can trust me, so I can obviously trust him, right? So you're, you're, you're bringing down that wall and establishing trust by saying, look, I'm like you because I've put myself in your life. Right? So Oliver, how, how as a salesperson, do I find that balance? Because the salesperson that asks too many questions, a lot of time it's out of nerves. I don't know any better and I'm not sure what's okay to share. And then the overshare, same thing. It's out of nerves. I just continue to talk about myself because I'm not sure what to ask. Yep. I think the key is practice. The key is practicing. Okay. How, how do I get to meet somebody and know somebody? And when we say that, 
people go to questions. Okay, how do I answer more questions? That's why we started with investigating, right? Because when you investigate, um, you're getting to know somebody. But if you go overboard, then that person feels like it's an interrogation. So there's something completely different than interrogating versus investigating. And so I... The, the thing that I challenged myself to do, I remember when I was starting the, in my career, um, this was uh, out at Rocky Mountain Raceways. I had to go and get sponsorship sales, right? So I was selling ads and different things to, the, to, to move our racetrack forward. And I sat down with somebody and I just asked him, how do I network? I don't know how to do it. And she said, you, uh, because she was super good at it. And she said, you just need to go start asking people who they are and then be vulnerable with them and tell them who you are. Um, so it's not good enough just to ask you have to be vulnerable enough to say, and this is me and this is who I am. Right. Um, and that was really good advice that helped me to connect with more people because I felt like I felt completely uncomfortable getting to rapport. Absolutely. Yeah. So what I'm understanding is as a salesperson, if you want to be great at what you do, it's important to learn or practice developing relationships, like connecting with people, not just interrogating them, asking them question after question after question, and also not oversharing, but it does take practice. Even in some of our best relationships, we have to practice being the person that asks questions and then listens and then responds with validation, not just with a ton of information. Yep. Now, Travis, let me ask you this. Um, you know, you are a product knowledge king because if I got a if I got a question about, especially about a Chevy or a Ford, I know you probably have an answer. So, how do you balance that product knowledge with the rapport? Because you said you struggled with it for a little bit for for quite a while, and it it got to me because I was like, I know more than all these guys. How come they're selling more cars than me? And it was actually sitting down with Brad, and he's very good at building rapport. So. So the biggest thing that I did to, to get it rolling so that it wasn't an interrogation and it was a conversation is the, the big things you ask is, where do you live? Where do you work? What do you like to do in your spare time? Because that gives you the information you need to help a customer get into a vehicle. When I asked those questions, it was, where do you live? And then, oh, cool. You live there. I have been around that area or I live there or isn't it crazy how it grows? So whatever that question that I asked, I always had something relatable yeah. to, to then bring back into the conversation. And sometimes that created a, a larger conversation. Sometimes it didn't. But the biggest thing was for me is it helped me to realize that I was actually helping people with their with their lives. And it, it made me a lot more invested in what I was doing and in actually helping them and not just getting a car sale because it's a big difference. Yeah. So it's really, it's really all about balance, right? I think most people are, are pretty uncomfortable talking to somebody that they've never talked to before and having, you know, a, a relatively important conversation, right? Because right, right now we're buying something and we're making a large purchase. And this is, this is an important thing in my life. A lot of people are uncomfortable doing that. So it's, it's our job as salespeople, even me as a sales noob, to make people comfortable with that conversation. And what I'm hearing is that it's all about balance, right? So the questions that we ask need to be kind of focused and they need to have a purpose and we need to know where we're going with those. And you need to show yourself in their life. Absolutely. Just like, just like Travis said, Hey, 
Where do you live? Oh, I live in Roy. I have a cousin in Roy. That's really cool. He lives just off this street. Are you by that area? Now all of a sudden, that person's connected to Roy, right? And and I can see them in my life. And so there's a connection that's created as I see you as a person and not just a mean old sales guy. Uh, Oliver, do you think it would be fair to say as a salesperson, if I was looking for some kind of validation that I am connecting and getting good rapport would be that the customer is now asking me questions Mm -hmm. to get to know a little bit about me. 100%. If they're asking you questions, you know, you're on the right path because they're saying, I see you as a person and I want to know a little bit about more about you as a person. And that's breaking that trust. That's breaking down the wall and building that trust. Uh, Another big way, another good feedback loop is laughter. So if you ever find yourself laughing with a customer, laughing means you're both in agreement. So if you say a little funny joke and they laugh too, and you're both and you both laugh together, so humor is such an, a powerful sell skill because it's a feedback loop of we're on the same page, right? And it actually builds a lot of rapport. So a lot of the best sales guys add humor to their presentations and, and as they're getting to know somebody because it's a feedback loop saying we're still on the same page because if you ever laugh and they start and they're not laughing, what does it mean? Oh, we need to shift directions. Right? So the uh, other good feedback loop is that, is that little bit of laughter and the humor to, to put in the process. I, I like that validation. I always tend to use humor in just regular conversation when I'm getting to know somebody, even sometimes in training because it lightens that mood and it gets everybody on the same page. I, I really like that. Yeah. And that's what's funny is it lightens the mood. Why? Because you're building trust. You're figuring out how to connect with somebody. And that's why it lightens the mood. Where if you're super serious the whole time, they're going, wait, do I trust this guy? Do I trust this guy? But when you create that laughter you're, and that humor, you're building trust. And that's why that's why the air is getting lighter. Because they're like, oh, I can trust this person. We're the same people. We laugh at the same jokes. Right, most definitely. I love it. Well, but I- don't... But you got to stay away from the bad jokes. Don't cross the line. Don't cross the line. Let's make sure we <laughs> say that. Don't cross the line. Don't be a dummy. I'm going to open every interaction with a deeply political joke. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every single one of them. I'm only going to get about 20% of my customers, but I'm going to open them all that way. So, No, I love it. Uh, this I think this is fantastic advice. Oliver, do you have a, a, an action item for us this week? So the action item I want to put out there is I want you to go and meet one person that you have never met every day. So you just have to write and you've got to go meet them, go talk to them, go build rapport with them. And I don't care if it's around sales. It could just be that person standing over on the corner while I'm pumping gas. Go right? follow I'm someone go, in a parking lot. Right? Hey, hey, who are you? Right? Just some, just get super uncomfortable, but just find out a little bit about them and then boom, jet. But push yourself to go meet somebody new and build rapport with them because you'll see how good you are at asking questions and connecting with them. I love it. Uh, well, it is time for Tim's copious notes. Oh. So we are talking about rapport today. So copious. Uh, there's a very good reason why we build rapport, and that is to establish a relationship. We want to get a solid understanding of who the customer is, and we want them to have an understanding of who we are. 
We need to humanize ourselves. We are people after all. And this gives us a great opportunity to connect with the customer as well. Uh, there are a couple of different uh, bad habits that folks have when building rapport. The first is interrogation. Uh, and this is just basically asking way too many questions over and over and over again, giving the customer the third degree. This is awkward. It's uncomfortable. And it can make the customer feel like you're wasting their time. Uh, the other uh, mistake or pitfall that people fall into is self-aggrandizing. This is caring more about yourself than the customer or telling the story, uh, telling your story and making the customer feel unimportant. So it's important that we find balance between those questions and those stories that we're telling the customer. We need to find a way to put ourselves into the customer's life and let the customer meet someone just like themselves to establish trust. The keys here are practice, 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 find that balance and just show that you see the customer as a person and let them see you as a person as well. We need to take all the copious notes, bind them up and send them as a book. Make a book. Absolutely. <laughs> that is incredible. That's, that's awesome. Awesome. All right, guys. Well, this has been fantastic. Uh, Travis, I appreciate you coming out and chatting with us today. Thank you. Uh, if you're out there listening and you haven't had a chance to go and give us a review on iTunes, please do that. It's going to help us out a great deal. Just give us a couple of stars and some feedback. Uh, on, on top of that, if you do have any questions for us, by all means, uh, send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. If you've got ideas for future podcast episodes as well, we'll take those there. Uh, and then finally, show this podcast off to your friends, your family, coworkers, uh, your clergy, maybe. I don't know. You, you, a, a, a friend's little brother who's maybe getting into sales this week. Uh, get it in front of anybody who might benefit from this podcast. We'd, we'd love that. Uh, so thank you very much for listening and we'll see you on the next one. Thanks, Tim. Thanks. Thanks.